episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vestner. How's it going anyways, Kyle? Hey, dude, feel young. Yeah? Feeling young these days. You look old. Yeah, feeling old. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, we just uh, did a little show at my old coffee shop there. The third old? S- what do you mean? Oh, you, you sounded like you got fired. No. My old coffee shop. Sounds like you just got fired. It's ye old coffee shop. Well, we might get fired. Who knows? I mean, it wasn't clean as it was intended to be. But luckily, due to the fucking crazy... Dude, we're surviving on like an apocalyptic storm right now in British Columbia. I don't know what's going on. Do do you know how bad it is? Uh, I know it's ripped off roofs. uh, Yeah. So the church down the street from my house, a fucking thing... uh, tumbled into the parking lot while i was walking to fucking comedy tonight like clattered next to me i was walking like like what was it like a piece of signage it was a giant uh it was just roofing like like metal sheeting roof jesus like a 12 foot piece one of those is gonna slice someone in half that's what i mean I, i was walking like leaning against the wind and i could hear branches breaking and i was like looking up trying not to get trees like hit by a fucking tree man the, like, hey, you just committed. I'm going. You're like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah it was pretty. Uh, the, our neighbor's fence. You're like Moses, essentially. Our neighbor's fence blew down. Um, I came. So uh, at work today, mm-hmm. my uh, wonderful boss was nice enough to, like, I wasn't feeling very good. I was hungover. And <laughs> she's like, man, it's kind of slow. Like, if you want, you can go home. And I was like, awesome. So I went home, had a nap. So I left. It was a normal day of work. I left at 1. At like 3.30, I wake up to like thunder and lightning, like scaring the fuck out of me. Like I'm a little kid. I'm sleeping in my attic. The rain is pounding against the window. I'm like, what's going on? I look outside. The fences are rattling. I go downstairs. It had blown our window open. There's like leaves and water all around my fucking living room. Oh, really? It was fucking like legit storm. And then... um. I think a few people, uh, a few of the comics are like, yo, is the show still on? Like, I don't have power. And I'm like, oh, man, that would be fucking ideal if the show's, I, you know, every time <laughs> I never want to do stand up. I like <laughs> I say yes. And then the time comes to go and I'm like, fuck this. Let's just not like, can we just not? And I'm I, like that every time I'm hung over. Yeah. And anyways, drunk. we uh, we ended up doing the show and it ended up being pretty good. But uh, it was not very well attended. It's supposed to be clean. Yeah, who would show up to this show in the middle of a ridiculous storm? <laughs> my coworkers, because they ran out of my coworker. She's hilarious. She's like, "Yeah, I was either sit in the dark and watch my phone die, or else go to comedy." So she brought like all of her charges, and she's got her computer and her fucking phone and Seriously? everything. Seriously, yeah, that's hilarious. She's like, yeah, I only came to charge my shit. <laughs> Me and Angus were frisbee golfing. No way today. And the park by the water. Yeah, did you, were there trees blowing down? Hold on. A fucking tree blew down onto my coworker's neighbor's house, like a giant fucking tree. So we finished 18. We're walking. We finished 18. Nothing was really bad. Wind just had started to pick up a touch, but nothing really that weird. And then we're walking back to the car. Crazy loud crack of a thunderstorm. Yes. And the wind just starts howling past us. And the wind just howls. We get to the car. We're in there for 15 seconds torrential downpour everyone's sprinting to the car but we're dry yeah so i'm just filming and laughing at all these people just so dude yeah like so that's in our town yeah the town between our town and vancouver merit is completely evacuated see i haven't been paying attention to any of that stuff the but whole I've been town is rumblings. underwater the the highway is 
gone. The Coquihalla is. I heard it's washed out. It's destroyed. No, it's like not what. It's not like it flooded and there's debris on the. It's destroyed. There is no way to drive from the lower mainland to the rest of BC without going 18 hours detour right now. What happened? The whole fucking highway is washed into the fucking river at uh, Othello. <laughs> so they got such a big. They got such a big. It was just a complete mud washout. Yes, it's like a huge yeah, and slid slid the road into the oblivion. Yes, it's like it's actually really bad. They had to. It's gonna take forever to fix. Yeah, yes, at least at least weeks, if not months. Weeks probably. Weeks. Well, they'll have everybody on it, but yeah, it's wintertime, shitty fucking weather, and all the stuff. It's it's actually pretty nuts. One of our our Kelowna comics, uh, shout out to Will, poor guy, was going to Vancouver to become to try and become a. Vancouver comedian. He's what are you serious? Yeah, he's trapped. He's moving there. Yeah, he's trapped in hope right he was now. Moving there uh, for like he's going to see his dad for Christmas and he's going for. A oh, few but he's months. going for a pretty extended period of yeah, time. Yeah, well, now he's in hope. Now he has none. At a, at a fucking high school with like two hundred strangers stuck there. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, getting stuck in hope like the fucking irony. I'd be looking into renting a helicopter. Yeah, it's fucking. Yeah, it's actually like so bad. I don't know what's going to happen long term, but this is going to disrupt like a lot. Vancouver is the port city closest to us. Like yeah. that's where everything gets unloaded. Oh, this is going to fuck up a lot of shit. Yeah, it's fucked. Fucked. The trains are also fucked too. Not just the roads. The train tracks are fucked too, which is worse. So we're on the we're on the way home in from this. We're driving straight by the water, so the winds are ripping insane. Yeah, we drive past the park. It starts pelting the car with rocks. Going like a hundred miles an hour. They're smashing the window. Sideways rocks. Yeah. I'm putting up my arm because it sounds like it's gonna smash the window. Yeah. So we're driving back. Angus starts going the wrong way. He's like, I'm I'm going to Dairy Queen. (laughs) In a torrential downpour. We're in the fucking Dairy Queen drive-thru. There's hail on the fucking checkout window. Chicken strips, man. Yeah. The building was big enough to shield most of it. It was pretty fucking funny. You know what? I think when we got back to our house, I kind of had a nap on the couch. Not yeah. gonna lie. And uh, I didn't realize it was that bad because it's not really beating up our house. No. For some reason. Well, you're kind of protected. Yeah, we're here. protected. Once we got to these this area of our street, I was like, okay, it's not that bad anymore. I thought it was mostly over. It was blowing the door open at comedy. Like, <laughs> we had to lock the door closed. So is the premise of this show that it's clean? There's no premise, man. The premise is the premise is it's all ages and the people who own it are Christians and I was told you know just it wasn't Did clean. Did you tell anybody? I didn't even realize no, I put, in the post that it was clean. I put in the Facebook post I just said it's an all ages show mm-hmm. and in order to absolve myself of any responsibility <laughs> um I, my boss has banhammer banhammer privileges. And so if she doesn't like you, you're not invited back and I'm not censoring it. So that's if you feel do whatever you feel like if you don't want to get banned. Your boss is a cool chick. Yeah, your boss. I know your boss of yeah. her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. And she has banned him privileges. Yeah. And she didn't ban anybody. And people were saying there was no, there's no kids there today, though. Obviously, yeah, there no was there's like people seven, take their kids out of this fucking well, store like, to watch comedy. Uh, the, when I say kids, I'm talking like 17, 18 year old girls. Oh, there. okay. Then those are kids to me. That it was many people's first time ever at a comedy show. 
and and they're Christian, and it was not that dirty, and they were like, oh my god, like, like they were laughing, but they they were just funny to was, shock people with just you know everyday talk. Yeah, yeah, exa- they just, exactly. They haven't heard it exactly. Ferris did his best rendition of his jokes clean. Which was did he really? It was so funny. <laughs> I've been screwing that thing for three hours. <laughs> they were all like, ah. <laughs> "Clean comedy is a complete fucking." It's not all horse shit because there's clean comics that, that are, are good. good but, sti- but switching your jokes to only to, to not say the bad word yeah, exactly. is not clean comedy. For, for I know for at all. I know it's That's not the, clean and clean comedy. Like imagine limiting yourself. Like there's, I guess there's. One of my favorite comics is a clean comic. Who's that? Nate Bargatze. Yeah, he's. Eh. Is he? I guess he's clean. Clean. He's almost completely clean. Yeah, he's pretty. He's funny. clean in subject matter, and he never swears. He never swears. I feel I, like he's so funny that he must swear. I know. Watch <laughs> it again. He doesn't. It's like he's duping me because I'm like, this is funny. He must be saying he's bad words. He's he's funny enough that you don't realize he's clean, which is good comedy. There you go. If you're thinking, if you have to lean on it though, you could do clean comedy and dirty comedy, right? He just does whatever. Yeah. But you don't go. This is good for clean comedy. You know what I mean? You're not thinking this is good clean comedy. Yeah. Which is sometimes watching Jim Gaffigan. I'm like, this is pretty good clean comedy. <laughs> Hot pockets. Cool. Hot pockets. Do you remember what we read last week, Kyle? No, dude. Um. Oh, sorry. I wipe my mind every weekend. Just at this point, just, just fucking, straight hard drive wipes, just back to zeros. Look into this, please, for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, sorry. The podcast Men in Blackout is late. Men in Blackout. That's what we're calling this one. <laughs> sorry, the podcast is late. Uh. Yeah. Me and Kyle were both getting fucked up at different times, and it never really coordinated itself. <laughs> I literally got to stop doing that. Um. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the plan A when I start. No, Friday, I was like, weekend. I'm actually not going to really that's what drink, I did. drink this weekend. And then you, I didn't drink. And I had a great you show. You invited me over. I had a great show. It, I was And I was like, you know what? I'll go for a little bit. Other people are going. And then I didn't go to bed until 830 <laughs> in the morning. I didn't. Which means, I guess, that I have, in, a, in the moment, have zero self-control. The whole night I had self-control. Yeah. I chose not to drink. And then in the moment, I'm like, well, if I'm doing it, let's fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, not the greatest. And then Saturday was a write-off, then Sunday was a write-off, and then today was basically a write-off. Yeah. Well, Saturday, I woke up at 1. Saturday, I woke up at 1. P.N.? Post-noon? P.M. And uh, stayed up till 3, just living my life. And then I was like, I haven't gotten any more sober since 1. I woke up hammered, still am hammered. Have a show at six. I don't think I'm going to be sober by then. So, might as well <laughs> keep it going. How'd your show go? Did you film? Uh, oh, yeah. It, oh, it is filmed, I guess. So, we get to see how well it oh, went. Oh, it went bad. Mine went awesome. I, at least I feel like it went awesome. I haven't seen the video yet. I've talked a lot of shit. I didn't do the jokes right. I The pacing was wrong. I was searching for them the entire time because I couldn't even remember them in the moment. And truthfully, that's just the feeling I had... As after it, I don't remember being on stage. Nice. So that's probably went pretty good. I'd yeah, say. went pretty bad. I think you should upload that on YouTube. I remember getting off stage and going, that was about three or four out of ten. <laughs> that's your Shane Gillis YouTube special, dude. Oh, it was it was gross. I might even release mine. I did what? I did like 
I think like 28 minutes pretty fucking tight. Nice. I feel like. Um, anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, do you remember what we read last week? Of course not. We were reading about oh, so Hezekiah. So that's the second time you asked me, so I, you don't even remember what I, you said in the last 10 minutes. Well, I do remember, but Kyle, you know how my brain works. I have to hit all the points and <laughs> yeah. go through it. So I can't start talking about the Bible without asking you what we read last week. So we, I wonder what would happen if you, like how like Fair's trying to do clean comedy, if you did it without your talking points. If you just did this podcast without going in the exact order, there's, there's a, two rules. There's, You're not allowed to say your little catchphrases, and you got to go in a different order. I'm fucked. <laughs> Dude, you should have heard the one that I did by myself without you on it when I was in quarantine. Yeah. Like, this beginning of COVID, because you don't... You never listen to it, but I was fucking rattled, and I was getting interrupted by you in my head. <laughs> I really should listen to that. Yeah, that's schizophrenic behavior. Yeah, it was. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. I remember being like, I. I remember thinking I have to go through it in this exact order that we do it. Can't I, believe you I have was to ask, I was interrupt asking, yourself. Yeah, I was like, so do you remember what we read last week, Kyle? Good question. And then I, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you did that? I. I mean. I, Maybe I think so. So it was at least I joked about it. I if you did it once for the shtick, if you had if you had like three by yourself and you did them all like that, that's a problem. I'm pretty sure I did. Like, did we get any emails this week? I can't remember, but I remember doing it at once for the meme, but more for the fucking crutch of knowing what to say next. I need some stability in this moment. Yeah, I mean, whatever. So what did happen last week? What happened last week was Hezekiah, remember, he's the Assyrians are coming in. They're talking all kinds of shit. What I remember is at this part of the Bible, they're berating us with a bunch of horseshit names again. Yeah. And so, I'm not going to remember any of them. But the Assyrians, it was pretty funny stories. The Assyrians come in and they're like, uh, surround the town. And they're like, hey, uh, we're going to fuck you up. You might as well just surrender. And they're like, can you talk in Syrian, please? So we don't. So they... If we speak Hebrew, they're going to hear us, and it's going to be bad for our morale. They're like, I'll read it to you. Mm -hmm. Do not listen to Hezekiah. This is what the uh, diplomats from the Assyrian army say. Do not listen to Hezekiah, for he is misleading you when he says the Lord will deliver us. Has the God of any nation ever delivered his land from the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath, of Arpad? Where are the gods of Sephirim, Hena, Ivna? Have they rescued Samaria from my hand? Who of all the gods of these countries was able to save his land from me? How then can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? Which is a pretty badass saying of like, we've we've uh, talked to other people's gods before and they didn't do shit. So I don't think, the, you know. <laughs> we've heard about these gods. Yahweh is going to do much. And then the they're battling upstairs and they're losing every time. Yeah. And basically, it's been demonstrated that no god can stand up to us because we beat everybody we stand up, we, we go against, right? So then um, Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, Joan, and Asaph, the recorder, went with Hezekiah with their clothes torn and told him what the field commander had said. And I was like in the Bible, when you're going to get bad news, people look like dog shit. They're like, we're going to tear our clothes and just like, you know, it's going to be bad news. It's like when your girlfriend goes like, we need to talk. It's never, nothing good ever follows that. But they just like, they're like, we need to talk. And they already, all their clothes are torn off. So here we go. Second uh, Kings 19, Jerusalem's deliverance foretold. When King has, by the way, the Bible always does this where they hype up the bad guys to be so bad. Remember like Goliath 
and David. And then where we found out it's he's no they, one. He's unbeatable, and like he's beat all these other people, and only God can deliver them, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what they do. They like build up these bad guys to be so bad, and then God ends up winning. It's like, can you believe it yet again? <laughs> Still undefeated. Yeah. It's literally just WWE. It is. They bring out the bad guy. They hype him up to the crowd. The crowd's like, boo. Then they bring in Stone Cold just yeah. to crush two beers and Austin elbow. Austin 316. <laughs> that, that story? Yeah. Austin 316. He did that to Jake the Snake Roberts, who Jake the Snake Roberts was a wrestler that had a snake. I know Jake the Snake. Yeah, he got. He I became don't even a, know a lot of wrestlers. He became a Christian and was reading. As a character or in real life and then brought that onto In real the life ring. and brought it into the ring. Oh, that's awesome. He man. came to our church, Jake the Snake Roberts, before Austin 316. I have a, I had a signed piece of paper, Jake the what, Snake they Roberts. they both came to your church? No, just Jake the Snake. Oh, okay. He was doing like the preacher's circuit. Like he, that's like what he did for a bit. And he's reformed. Maybe it was after Austin 316. But either way, he's trying to read the Bible and then Austin comes out. That Now it's like the meme. Austin 316 is probably more famous than John 316, the most famous Bible <laughs> verse of all time. What is it? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whoever should believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's the Bible in one sentence that's the christian pitch that's what they read you when you're like this is how you become a christian so why did stone cold do that to mock him yeah because he's like fuck you fuck or i don't know what, exactly how it went down mm-hmm. but it was basically fuck you and your dumb bible verse this is austin 316 you know stunner oh that's funny <laughs> drinks the beer yeah it was rad <laughs> <laughs> getting a whole character a career building making character catchphrase everything out of mocking the Bible. Yeah. And another wrestler. Yeah. So second uh, Kings 19, when King Hezekiah heard this, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and went to the temple. Imagine every time you got bad news, you had to rip your shirt off. No, he put on. Oh, I guess I'm going to change into my ceremonial groveling cloth. <laughs> Basically. Uh, I mean, Verbatimly, sackcloth. Yeah, sackcloth and went into the temple of the Lord. He sent Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and the leading priests, all wearing sackcloth to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz. They told him, this is what Hezekiah says. This is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace, as when children come to the point of birth and there is no strength to deliver them. I guess that was like a good colloquialism back in the, the day. Time. Yeah. This is like when you're about to give birth and then you die. Then you die. Because <laughs> you're everyone's weak. It was like, like, I know what that, I've, I've yeah. seen that before. Went through a couple wives before I got one right. Oh my God. Ferris said the dumbest shit today when he was like, he was just kind of like riffing. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah, I had to shit so bad. I was, it made me so tired. Like what? When do you get tired from having to take a shit? Not like you've taken a shit. I get it. You're so full of shit, it exhausted him. That's crazy. Like, imagine. I've never been a fat. Take that to its <laughs> logical conclusion. That means he gets. He has to shit so bad, he falls asleep and shits his pants. Pretty shits much. the bed. It was hilarious. You'd know nothing about that. I've never shit the bed. Good. Let's keep it that way. Um, this is what Hezekiah says. Back to the Bible. <laughs> They told him, this is what Hezekiah says. This day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace as when children come to the point of birth and there's no strength to deliver them. It may be that the Lord your God will hear all the world words of the field commander, whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to ridicule the living God. 
and he will rebuke him for the words that your Lord, your God has heard. So he's like, you're going to talk shit to our God in front of us with our God here. And we're wearing our worst clothes. Uh, the, uh, where were we? And he will rebuke, uh, he will rebuke him for the words of the Lord, your God has heard. Therefore pray the remnant that still pray for the remnant that still revives, survives. I think that's saying that God's going to kill basically everybody. <laughs> that's so, what that's saying. So that's, pray for the few who are going to make it. Yeah. Cause, that's, cause you're fucked. Yeah. What did the, what did they do though? Who? The king, the king, Hezekiah. Yeah. Um, basically. Do we know yet? No, he hasn't done anything. So basically, they're surrounded. They go out. They're to, about to get fucked by Assyria. Yeah, they have they have a parlay where, and then the parlay, the Assyrians <clears throat> basically just say like, uh, you, you don't believe in Yahweh. He's not going to save you. That's what the gods of these people said. The gods of these people. Look, they're all smashed before us. So you're, you're not special and you're going down. And then they, they go inside and tell Hezekiah this, and he's like, shoot, crap, give me my worst outfit. And he puts it on, and then he goes to the prophet, and then the prophet Isaiah goes, actually, God's going to fucking do some shit right now. What a, what a genius prophet, as he looks out his window surrounded by an army. Yeah, God, God's not here this time. No, God is going to. and we'll, you, but God's going to do that on the side of the Assyrians? No, on the side of the Jews. He's going to fuck up the Assyrians? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, so they're praying for who's left of the Assyrians. Yes. Oh, I thought he was saying they're all gonna die. Jews, you've sinned. You're you're fucked. No, no, no. He's it's like uh, basically doing the build up. And yeah. Then all right. So basically, so these Assyrians have ran through everyone else's god, but not today, not Yahweh. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. And they build up. Yeah, like we were just talking about the wrestling thing. A big scary monster. That's what's confused. I thought he just said they're fucked. And Chris but. and Christians, of course, read this every time they're just like getting fucking hyped. Well, they're always like you. You could see by the way they wrote it because they wrote it way after the fact to be this way. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind that they think that prophecy exists in the Bible. I know I say this all the time, but mm-hmm. my mom's like. You see, God knew before. I'm like, Mom, they wrote this all afterwards. The whole thing was written after. It's not like real-time dispatches where they're like, see, they called it before. But they're, but they're reading it like it's recorded video. Yes. Yeah. They're like, like it's like Instagram Live right now. And they're like, Syrians are surrounded them. They're talking shit. What's going to go down? And then God's like, we're going to win. So here we go. When King Hezekiah's officials came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Tell your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid of what you have heard. Those words with which the underlings of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Listen, I am going to put such a spirit in him that when he hears a certain report, he will return to his own country, and there I will have him cut down with the sword. He's going to hear some bad news. He's going to spook him. He's going to going to be real scared even though he's scared of nothing and hasn't completely surrounded and mm-hmm. he's going to go back to his own certain death which only goes to show how scary god can be also what a what a prediction to nail it exactly after the fact no 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 they called it before kyle and then it, it just so happens to turn out the way they said this is oddly specific for the bible usually when god makes these predictions it's very vague <laughs> when the field commander he's going to do a lot of specific things when the field commander heard that the king of Assyria had left Lachish, he withdrew and found the king fighting against Libna. What? 
I guess there's like skirmishing going on in different parts of the battlefield or country. Well, that kind of doesn't happen if you that move your happen. army out. They, yeah, like, yeah. yeah that's like coming. actually most of ancient warfare was just trying to maneuver your army. So it takes like weeks to get anywhere. Yeah. Like if you didn't want to fight a battle in ancient warfare, oftentimes, like if both sides didn't want to fight, there wasn't really a fight. You try to like kind of get around the other guy, block them off. You're obviously trying to get them into a place where you have an advantage, right? Mm -hmm. So like the great generals, like Napoleon actually was really good at just moving his army around. Sure, he won many great battles, but most of the battles he won, he won by just maneuvering or marching, outmarching his opponents to like better uh, battlegrounds or advantage, advan advantageous positions. Oh, yeah. He's always, he's always at the top. What do you mean? Looking down, you know, like... Yeah, I mean, high ground. High ground. <laughs> now, Sennacherib received a report that Tiraka, the Kushite, king of Egypt, was marching out to fight against him. So, this... I should have probably done some research before this, but it's true that Assyria dominated everybody in the region, and they were just constantly quelling rebellions. So, everywhere they took their big army... When they left, rebellions and other people rose up behind him. So he would just have this giant army smashing down rebellions everywhere he went. You'd think that would be less effective each time if you're coming and decimating a oh, city. They, they did horrible things. The Assyrian <clears throat> reliefs show people like getting flayed. Do you know what flayed is? Skinned alive mm -hmm. on posts. And he would flay like, you know, he'd make human pillars of flayed bodies and like they. Jesus. Yeah, basically as like a propaganda campaign, we're like, this is how bad it is if you try to rise up against us. Please stop doing that. It's going to be really, we're going to kill everyone if you do this. And then they would do it anyways. And yeah. we're pretty good. It's like humans now compared to how we used to be. Yes. To each other. Things are still seem bad. But if you objectively look at it now, holy fuck. And what I like to point out constantly is that mm -hmm. the, this God of the Bible tells his uh, Israelites and Jews to do that to neighboring nations. And God, who is in Jesus, mm -hmm. the same guy, infinite in love and mercy. And, all, and he's a ghost. And his morality never changes. You'd think that he would maybe say, you know what, maybe treat your enemies nice. Maybe don't have slaves. Why wouldn't he just change their mind to get what he want instead of causing them to fillet them to get what they want? Uh, Well... The Assyri you wouldn't say, you would not Change say. Change their hearts or whatever he does. He, you know? could, uh, he should he's, do that. Yeah. But he's, he's very not, into that for a bit. Yeah, he, not so much anymore. No. No, he's, he's more about violence. hardening and softening for a Rip bit. Rip open the pregnant women and smash their babies on the rocks. We read that not like two chapters ago. That's, <laughs> I like how that's just for good measure. You're ripping up a pregnant woman. That baby's dead. Uh, well. Back then. Yeah, back then. They're dead. <laughs> they're getting ripped open in a field. The baby's dead. But he's like, you know what? Touchdown. <laughs> Spikes it. <laughs> That's a win. Uh, okay. So Still undefeated. <laughs> Woo! God told me to do this. <laughs> the loving God whose morality never changed. The unchanging God. The God yeah. that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. He told me to do this. He's holding a dead baby, doing like the fake gun to everybody first, you know? <laughs> Shooting everybody in the end zone. Spiking it between his legs. That's hilarious. Uh, so, uh, now Sennacherib received a report that Tirka, the Cushite king of Egypt, was marching out to fight against him. So he again sent messengers to Hezekiah with, his, with this word. 
Say to Hezekiah, king of Judah, do not let the God you depend on deceive you when he says, Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Surely you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the countries, destroying them completely. And will you be delivered? Did the gods of the nations that were destroyed by my forefathers deliver them? Oh yeah, that's another thing to kind of like notice that this has been going on for about 50 or 60 years. So like most people's entire lives, the Assyrians have just been dominating everybody in the region. Like if you were alive then, it would... There was no term, there's no time of peace. No, it's just like Assyria fucks everybody up. And like it's a known fact that you cannot rise up against Assyria. Imagine your whole life just being the younger brother, but you never get to grow out of it. You're just always getting beat up. There's nothing you could do. Like, yeah, I can't imagine. I'm the oldest. Just ragdolling your six-year-old brother. Yeah. But he never gets any bigger. (laughs) Well, they eventually do get bigger. Just gets angrier. They do eventually get bigger. But I guess my point is that that's all they've known. So Mm -hmm. they do, like, the the Assyrian's reputation is like. You think that would uh, breed some kind of, like. Intense, Dom subculture, you know what I mean? Intense resentment from the and some subservient. If you if you for generations no, are under someone's thumb, you, wrong. That's exactly the you'd think. That's what the people who do that think, and it's never works. You just embitter <clears throat> your enemies to complete hatred. We will do anything to fight you. It never works to or unless you kill them all completely. That's the only way. You kill them completely and then mm-hmm. just resettle them. But to like dominate and. Good point. Like the like most recently tried by the Germans and the Stalinists. Or like, just Israel Palestine. Now that I think about it, yeah, they're doing it right. Yeah, that's never gonna. That'll never work. Which is why Jesus' strategy in the New Testament, you know, turn the other cheek and all that stuff. It's like where where was this two thousand? Yeah, it wasn't an effective strategy two thousand years ago. It's true. Well, two thousand years ago, I don't know. It, I it think also wasn't an effective strategy for Jesus. What do you mean? He got tied to a cross, nailed to a cross. Well, that's his victory, dude. <clears throat> yeah, that's what he wanted the whole time. Yeah. It's easy to say. Yeah. I want to get put my face in a toilet. He sacrificed his weekend, dude, for us. You're just getting bullied and saying you I you I actually liked it. Actually, this is what I wanted to happen. Kind of that, actually. Yeah. So say so say to the king, blah, blah, blah. Um, surely you have heard that the kings of Assyria what the kings of Assyria have done to all the countries, destroying them completely. And will you be delivered? Did the gods of the nations that were destroyed by my forefathers deliver them? The gods of Gozan, Haran, Rezef, the people of Eden who were in Tel Aser. Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, the king of the city of Sephirim or Hannah or Ivana? I mean, you got one chirp, dude. You just keep saying it. But Yep, we did it. Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. So he gets a letter. This the king is like, so the Assyrian king, he's sieging this town, right? And he gets news that way back in Egypt, the fucking Kushites and Egyptians are fucking him up a little bit. They're uprising. <clears throat> he's like, fuck. All right, send a letter to Hezekiah. Just tell him to surrender, or like, I'm gonna fuck you up. Don't make me actually do this, okay? Don't actually, don't make me do this. How do you surrender when you're surrounded? I mean, what what's the goal there? They want to pillage a bunch of their shit? Basically, you give them a lot of food and money and That's it. Yeah, slaves, they want their stuff. Yeah. And hopefully they don't kill every male in the city, but a bunch will probably die. But it's better than resisting and getting everyone killed in the city completely burned down. 
I don't know. Is it better for your, Maybe. your soul, though? No, probably not. To exist in that? Yeah. Um, Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, O Lord, God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to the words of Sennacherib has sent as an insult to the living God. I like the way Hezekiah's like, he's not really saying this to me, he's saying it to you. So what are you going to do about it, God? It is true, O Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste to these nations and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them, for they were not the gods, they were not gods, but only wood and stone, fashioned by men's hands. Now But 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 ours is <laughs> the real one. Yeah. Well remember it's beautiful. Remember no graven image, no like you're not allowed to do that. The Israel the like the Jews now they, we have a cross, though. I know, it's stupid. Does that go, does that go against all that? Kind of, yeah, it does. It kind of does. Kind of directly does. Mm-hmm. But we don't worship the cross, per se. It's just a symbol. Did they really worship They worship the symbols? fucking cow. They worship the cow, and it pissed off God they, a lot. But when, I, when we were reading that, I was assuming that was a representation still. We talked about this before. The, the golden calf? And but and the rest of their people's stuff. But it's not. But a, they're sacrificing and burning children for our God. They're not doing it for a statue. No, they're doing it for the statue. Like the God lives in the statue. People believed that at the time. Isn't that crazy? The statue they made. Isn't it nuts? Did he exist before the statue was created? Yeah, it's like a, kind of. I so guess it's like I'm, a home. So they do that for God too. It's this yeah, little fucking tabernacle thing. They do, but it's. The statue is more like an avatar for God. Like he actually, you're is you're right. It's, it's like a home, and the Ark of the Covenant is the exact. I see same almost shit. no difference between those two. No one worships the Ark of the Covenant. They well, use, they bring it around with know, them constantly know, and set it up everywhere they fucking go. It's more like a tool or a conduit. But the statues or idols are actually worshipped and venerated. Like this is a holy piece of rock. But the god existed before that statue was made. It's dumb. I it's dumb, but people do it. I don't know what to tell you. I know. It's, I just mean it all. It's all dumb. But for them to be whatever, it's the. It doesn't seem any different. It's very subtly. Why are different. people mad that the Ku Klux Klan burns crosses? Because they're assholes. No, but it, it's not a negative burning. It's a positive thing because they believe that they're Christian. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They think they're doing the right thing and making a bigger scene to heaven or something like that when they burn the cross. I don't. I could. But it doesn't really make KKK. any sense to me. No, it doesn't. I think it's more of an intimidation factor. That could be too. Uh, it is. Although they do a lot of other, they used to do a lot of other things for a lot more intimidation. It's true. I I I don't understand the symbol like the symbolism of the burning cross. I think it's like a. I thought because they they were just. Playing the WWE bad guys were like we're gonna go all the all the way bad. When I was young, I thought that's what it was. Giant burning crosses in people's yards you would think would be negative towards Christianity in my mind, but they're yeah. not. It's supposed to be positive. Yeah, I guess it's like God doesn't like you or something. I don't know. I can't. Never thought about it before. Um, 
It is true, O oh Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste. Well, it, just, it sounds similar to like the shit they're doing back then, but just with the cross this time. This Maybe that's why. Maybe it's it. biblical. Maybe they they think no, it's not biblical because no one burns crosses in the New Testament that I think of. Um, where were we? They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them, for they were not gods, but only wood and stone, fashioned by men's hands. Now, O Lord, our God, deliver us from his hand, so that all the kingdoms on earth may know that you alone are God. What does it say, Kyle? It says it predates a clan, which isn't surprising. Burned, they burned, it goes far back as Peter of Braze. I don't know. Do you know who that is? Who burn crosses in protest of the veneration of crosses. What does that mean? Veneration means worshiping of crosses. So just like you were saying, the cross is a symbol. So they're burning it because the people are wearing it because they think they're worshiping the cross. And yeah. they're like, cross isn't our God. Our God is... Oh, so they're like they're like more... Biblical. <laughs> biblical. Than the Christians. I want it's really funny breaking it down. Oh, it's God, everyone is an idiot. Yeah. I'd like yeah, you you constantly make the point that like the most Christian Christians are the biggest assholes in the world. Almost always. Yeah. They are. If you're actually following it what it says, you're turned out to be the biggest assholes. If I'm reading this, like I don't know. They talk about slavery, but they're not really talking about black people. So it's whatever. That's that's it's not, not really, racial that's not slavery. Really, yeah, it's, it's not racial slavery. slavery. That's not in the Bible. I'm sure they take quotes and make it about them. But whatever. they do enslave entire nations and people groups. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's not as a rule. It's not for the for the South. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's it is pretty funny to go. Everyone else is worshiping this idol. We're burning it. Fuck you. You guys are doing it wrong. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but. So, so basically what's happened, a quick summary of what's happened again, surrounding the city, they parlay, sackcloth, Hezekiah prays to God, please deliver us. And then Isaiah prophesies he's going to be delivered. All of a sudden there's an uprising. What does that mean delivering us? Delivering delivered. us to this power of. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? It means, yeah, like, save us from our... Like, to get us out of here. Please don't We're let us... We're in a pickle. Yeah, exactly. Pickle Rick! So they ask God for help, and he sends a letter. He, he sends... Ask God for help, and then the Kushites just so happen to uprise a so rebellion. So God's in control of them, too. You could say that, or coincidence, but God called it. Right? Because Isaiah said, you're going to go back to your own country and get cut down by the sword. So God is like, don't worry... I know the future. You'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Only a lot of you will die, but not everybody. Kind of that, yeah. So you're like, hey, God, how about nobody? <laughs> no, no, zero chance. Nobody. Some, I, Somebody for sure. I'm out for blood. They, there's there's some there's some shenanigans going on here. There's seed being spilled. Then you know I, I don't like that. <laughs> there's fucking graven stone images. Then Isaiah, son of Amoz, sent this message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I have heard your prayer concerning Sennacherib, the king of Assyria. This is the word the Lord has spoken against him. This is, gets real poetic. The virgin daughter of Zion despises you and mocks you. The daughter of Jerusalem tosses her head as you flee. Who is it that you... Zion? Zion. Is that what that said? Yep. 
Where's that? Zion. That's, that's from. <laughs> that's that's the last city left in uh, the Matrix. In the Matrix. <laughs> Zionist Zion is like the like I don't know Jewish fascism is a, maybe a also, bad definition. Also a pretty dope basketball player, but it's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, Zion is like another Jewish name. Fascism. It's like super patriotic Jews are like we're Zionists. Like they're super like. Oh yeah. Like all the people that want to go back to the Holy Land and stuff mm-hmm. call themselves Zionists. Not all of them, but yeah, the most hardcore, <clears throat> like people, like Jews are the best. Team yeah, Jew. We've yeah. been taking a lot of L's these days, boys. Yeah. But you know what? This I think this one's ours. It's our time. Who is it you have insulted and blasphemed? Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes in pride? Against the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers, you have heaped insults on the Lord. And you have said, with many chariots, I have ascended the heights of the mountains, the utmost heights of Lebanon. I have cut down the tallest cedars, the choices of its pines. I have reached its remotest parts of its finest forests. I have dug wells in their foreign lands. Basically, they're re, uh, you know, saying yet again that the Assyrians are getting pretty cocky. They've come in there. They've cut down all the... We've what, cut down your trees and we've dug some holes. That's kind of a big deal back in the day to like take a forest from somebody. Think about how long it takes to grow a forest. And those are a finite number of resources, right? Fair enough. But they dig a well and I kill them. I'm going to be stoked for then that you well. Have a well. Um, I've, uh, where were we? The finest forest. I've dug up the wells in foreign lands and drunk the water there. With the soles of my feet, I dried up all the streams of Egypt. Have you not heard? Long ago, I ordained it. In the days of old, I planned it. Now I have brought it to pass that you have turned fortified cities into pile of stone. Their people drained of power and dismayed and put to shame. They are like plants in the field, the tender green shoots, like grass sprouting on the roof. Scorched before it grows up. That's pretty cool, hey? Grass on the roof can't get to get too much sun and dies. Yeah, if there's not enough grass on the roof, play ball or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I know Your where expression. <laughs> but I know where you stay and when you come against when you come and go and how you rage against me. Because of your rage against me and your insolence has reached my ears, I will put my hook in your nose. That's like uh, basically making you slaves. If you like a hook in someone's nose. The earrings thing. Yeah, you would lead your slaves around by the nose. That's fucking crazy. Um, and my bit in your mouth. Yeah, they put bits in people's mouths. Like a horse. Yeah, God's saying this because God believes in slavery. And he only <laughs> figured out later that it was bad. Actually, he never figured it out. There's no... There's- does the Bible doesn't. No, he never t- takes it back. The Bible never condones <clears throat> or condemns. They just stop talking slavery. about it. Yeah, they just stop talking about it. And then there's all this stuff about you know be nice to people and love your neighbor. Why does God care about slaves? Why is God making human slaves? That's a very good question, Kyle. No one knows. In fact, Southern slave owners back when the Civil War was happening used the Bible as one of their main like, uh, I don't know. They pointed to it as the source of morality. To argue with. Yeah, in a country that's very. Every, almost everyone would agree they're Christian at that point. Yeah, very puritanical. And would be like, how about here it says slavery is great. Mm-hmm. How could you argue against that? Uh, you, then they would be would, like, as a human being, I think it's bad. That, You but, don't get to choose that. You don't get to choose your own morality. You get it from this book. So you read the verses about loving your neighbor and doing helping the oh, yeah. poorest among you and those types of things. But it but also then, you know, says... I agree, but yeah. then it all... Yes, yeah. I will do that. Yeah. 
but slavery to also pe- to people, not to slaves yeah. that I can own, that the Bible says I'm allowed to have, that I can beat to death or not to death. I can beat him. And as long as he doesn't remember when we read in Leviticus, mm-hmm. you can beat your slave. And if he dies three days later, it's not your fault. But if he dies immediately, it's your fault. You did it too hard. Yeah. That's God's morality, which you'd think I love one of my, I've said this twice now, but like just God's Christian morality seems to uh, evolve at the direct pace of the whole world's morality. Like Christians weren't better I people. Say the whole world. Not the whole world. I would not definitely not say definitely not the whole world. But like, they weren't good the whole time. And God, who's supposed to be timeless and unchanging, you'd think would have some pretty progressive policies. He doesn't. Uh, Where were we? Uh, This year you will eat what grows by itself, and the second year the springs from that. But the third year sow and reap, plant vineyards and eat their fruit. Once more, a remnant of the house of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above. For out of Jerusalem will come a remnant, and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. This is like a cryptic way of saying that Jerusalem's going to like prosper. Yeah, make a big army and like win. You're going to get a bunch of stuff without even having to work for it. Yeah, like it's just going to grow. grow out of the ground. Yeah. But then it's going to stop. Hey, God, why don't you just make it grow the whole time? No. <laughs> that's actually why. Because that's not what happens when I don't intervene, and I never intervene. So. I can't really do anything except for really kind of predict what's about to happen maybe a couple hours before. Um, For out of Jerusalem will come a remnant and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Therefore, (laughs) there will be survivors. (laughs) I am your God. (laughs) There will be some survivors. Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning they're, the king of Assyria. They're not even being like, ah, oh, you fucked up. This is why a lot of you are going to die. They're not even explaining why a lot of people are going to die. Uh, they explained it previously. You know, in the last like 10 podcasts we were reading about the all king the kings doing bad stuff. stuff. Yeah. But just to yada yada, they're just, yeah, they're another one. Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. He will not enter this city or shoot an arrow here. He will not come before it with shield or build a siege ramp against it. By the way he came, he will return. He will not enter the city, declares the Lord. I will defend the city and save it for my sake and for the sake of David, my servant. That night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 men in the Assyrian camp. Holy shit. Pretty badass. What, with disease? Um, when the people got up... The or did he make a loud noise again? They all killed each other. Because that was a good trick that one time. Uh, let's just finish what it says. Uh, an angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 men in the Assyrian An camp. angel of the Lord means an actual angel from... Yeah, like the angel of death. With a sword? Yeah. Yeah, exactly the same one. Do you think the angel of death is like... Oh, I wish you, this is like taken forever. I think he you know, loves if he had it. like... I think God made like a super killer angel that's like fucking super badass. He's the one that came out when Moses was leaving and he put put goat's ranch blood on your doors mm-hmm. and then you'll be safe. Otherwise, the angel of death coming through to kill all the firstborns of every man and animal, which is I love that the animals got lumped into it, too. You know, what you did. <laughs> I just mean, like, do you think he's like 180,000 people? I wish I had like some type of uh, gun, some bib- some heavenly assault rifle or grenade launcher. I think because would... doing this by the sword, 
180,000 times is, I'm going to be here all night. Yeah, but he loves it. He's made for that purpose. He's the angel <clears throat> of death, Kyle. Each thrust is just yeah. one thrust in a virgin pussy each time. It yeah, just it's just feels like, so good. feels like the first time every time. That is what he was made to do. God made an angel to kill humans. That was his express purpose. Mm-hmm. What did he make humans to do? Die to this angel. No, he made them to worship him, and he didn't do a very good job at that. <laughs> that's why that's, he had to make the angel of death. <laughs> but he did that right. Yeah. Because in my mind, the angel of death doesn't want to do it. <laughs> he just hates his job. Yeah. Like, I wish I didn't have to kill people all the time. He's like, I'm one of the only ones here that has to work. <laughs> um, the Lord went out and put, the angel of the Lord went like, out. That's like us being like, how much fun would you have going, hey, Caleb, go kill 180,000 ants. Uh, that, I mean, depends on my age. Guess what you get. Because when I was younger, I used to do shit do like you get, that. Do you get... No, do you get like, do you get a can of spray paint and a lighter? I mean, do you get a magnifying glass? No, you don't get that either. You get just your foot. Now kill 180,000 ants. Because that's what I'm imagining this shit is. Yeah, he has to do it by hand. Look, you smite, you smite a couple thousand of them. Yeah, you might have a good time. Kick over a couple anthills. Eventually, you're like, this is, I've had enough. It's a massacre. The ants don't deserve this. Please stop. You ever try to step on an ant with your boot? They make it in the cracks almost every single time. It's a miracle. So when the people got up the next morning, they were all there were all the dead bodies. <clears throat> so Sennacherib. So they're not even explaining this with some earth type thing. It was the angel of death went out and killed 185,000 so Assyria. Some glowing dipshit with a sword. You came down and just sort That's the only explanation. Either that or they all... I mean, They all have sword wounds through their chest? Does he stab them in different parts? Does he lop them off in pieces? I like to think that... Does he go from like asshole to throat? He might. Just right down the center? I do like to think that he gets creative with it. I do like to think he kind of gets like, you know, maybe this one I'll punt this guy's head off. <laughs> well, you'd have to. Right? 180,000. You're yeah, going to want to do it every single way possible. There must be 185,000 ways to die. Yeah, I'd fillet like fillet an arm bone, right? Sharpen it and then kill them with their own fucking, with their own bones. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I I would love to know. I mean, obviously this didn't happen, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think obviously. of like, let's imagine it did happen. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, man, 185,000 of us last night just got fucked up by this angel. Yeah, I can imagine it happening. Uh, his sword is coated with COVID-19. Every swipe, a more deadly version. Yeah, I or he could have just been like you know a giant fucking angel and like one swipe just took out like half the countryside and they're just all exploded. Like you're saying with the ants, except he's like more effective. Mm-hmm. He's Paul Bunyan of angels. <laughs> yeah. Why why aren't the angels like human sized though? Previously in the book, they're a little bit bigger than humans. Yeah, but not much. Then they fucked and made giants somehow. That was a different book. That somehow didn't make this book because it was too ridiculous. Which, figure that out. This makes perfect sense. Make though. that make sense. So Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, broke. So when this angel was down here, right? Yeah. He wasn't wooed. He has such a bloodlust. He was not wooed by the attractiveness that is humans. He didn't slice and fuck him. Just sliced him. Yeah, I just sliced him. I wonder if the uh, Assyrians were like, you know, because the, the previous times angels come down, they always want to get fu- like 
more than once people are like earth is the tijuana of let's, the- let's fuck those angels do you think the assyrians <laughs> were like oh look at this hot angel dick and then he's like not today motherfuckers he's like tears running down his face not again yeah i remember that's yeah. how they actually picked the angel of death yeah he got fucked he came down to just hang out on earth by Sodom and and <laughs> yeah and they're like, and he's like i'll never forget yeah i have a new job now so he's, he's 9-11 you'll he, never forget he returned to Nineveh and stayed there. That's Sennacherib returned there. One day, while he was worshiping in the temple of his god, Nisroch, and the sons of Adramelech and Shazir cut him down with the sword. And they escaped the land of Ararat, and Esther's sons succeeded him as king. And that is like a big, mind-blowing prophecy to people that believe in this shit. Can you believe God said that he would go down, and then at the last second, he got attacked from behind, and he had to turn around and... And then he got killed by the sword, just like they predicted. Can you believe that shit? I like God imagining sitting up there with a bunch of his, like his buds, just and they're like, "Are you gonna do something?" He's like, "Not yet." <laughs> Hold up, I got this. I mean, that's the that's the format, though. It always has to be hopeless, and the only way to get saved is by God. It should never be hopeless. They have God on their side, but it, but it often is. <laughs> It's often like he's not there. They're like, does he exist? And then they find out at the very last second he does. Only to disappear for decades right after. And then punish you for it. Just when stuff started going well. <laughs> it's like a bad 80s sitcom. Things were looking up for Johnny. Hezekiah. Hezekiah. Things are looking up for Hezekiah. Old His Hezzy. business gets off the ground. He's melted all the cast into gold. Found out you could spend it. But he forgot to one, come inside his wife. One small detail. <laughs> Did you learn? He accidentally said "thank you, dog" instead of "God." He said it backwards, and that small oversight <laughs> yeah. caused many pregnant women's bellies to get ripped open, including his wife. Did you learn anything today, Kyle? The God's rad. <laughs> I like the Angel of Death. I think that he's a good character. One hundred eighty-five thousand. I'd like. I'd like to explore that as like a, a spinoff. To this movie i'd like to hear about that battle um, it's like a build-up to the to a big battle scene in a movie and then not showing it it's it's you know what it's actually kind of like it's kind of like um in lord of the rings when uh, the undead come to save them at Minas Tirith, and it's like it was such a close battle and who knows who's gonna win then the undead just come and swarm everybody and it's just over you're like <laughs> fucking cool i guess <laughs> That bothered you, did it? So, uh, yeah. You're like, okay, it's like this epic fight. And then it's like, uh, yeah, Angel Death comes in, kills There's 100. no back and forth. Yeah, kills 100. Like, turns out the undead are way better. Yeah. Yeah. They can't die. They're already undead. Mm. 185,000 in one, one night. It's like not even close. Not even fair. Can't you reanimate them then? Wouldn't that be their death? I'm talking about the Angel them of Death conscious- now. Yeah, I know. But All right. who knows? Giving the dead consciousness and then realizing they're just exposed organs and bones would be a bummer. Yeah. How do you get killed by a ghost? I don't know. It's got to be somewhere in this book. <laughs> they must turn into real, like, from the ethereal plane into this plane. Or they just, like, I guess... So if I kill myself... Go up their ass. Do I then become just dead or undead? Well, you'll be dead. But if but, you get reanimated... But, yeah. See, that's where... Do I get sucked into the army? 
Yeah, I think that they control your soul if you get reanimated. Nice. Being whoever the necromancer or, I don't know, spell weaver would be. <laughs> As is in the Bible or <laughs> Magic the Gathering lore. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's it, Kyle. Did, we, did you learn anything? Did we get any emails? Do you think we got? I was fun? really hoping that we would get an email. I thought that maybe yeah. somebody would give a fuck. You thought maybe we did get it. We got a couple new patrons to shout out. Oh. We really appreciate it. Patreon.com forward slash Bible beaters for a new episode, mostly every week. And that's a Bible beaters guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for a big shout out to Sharon. Sharon? Squisserino. Man, that's, I feel like that's someone I don't know. That's always cool when it's someone Swiss I don't know. Swissiarino. That's a fucking weird name. It sounds very hey, Italian or hey, something. Hey, Sharon. Hey, Sharon. I sent the angel of death to kill 185,000, Sharon. That's a cool name. That's a big mouthful. You don't send... Uh... I feel like you don't get any creative names anymore. Because whenever anyone moved everywhere, they're like, no, nope, make my name shorter and sound more like everyone else's. Bob. B-O-B Bob. <laughs> I mean, their last name. Another shout out to Janik Marks. Another one paying with pounds, which always... Always interesting. We have me. no idea who you are. That's awesome. But we appreciate it. I get stoked when like people I don't know actually listen to this because I feel like I have ten friends that listen to this. Oh yeah. Also, you get the entire back catalog. The whole back catalog. Yeah. Which is what? Which is from episodes. Yeah. There's some real good ones. There's some bangers in there. Now, if you're listening and you like cringe, then there's about ten episodes you're gonna want to stick around for. If you don't. You're going to want to skip them. And they're not hard to figure out which ones they are, because we titled them, uh, in fact, in that way. The worst podcast ever, I think, is I one. I think is one. Yeah. That's got, like, one of our most downloads. Yeah, because we don't understand marketing. No. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, don't listen. Please, this is one you should skip. And everyone's like, that's the one I'm listening to. I think to. we wrote, please don't listen to this episode, and then it's one of the most downloaded. And it's like, fuck. It's like a, such a bad representation of us. I like the idea of them going halfway through going, oh, they weren't joking. <laughs> it doesn't get better. Well, Ooh, egg on my face.